stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Three weeks from today, folks, it is Halloween. One week from today is Legalization Day in Canada. Uh, Could make for an interesting Halloween this year, but uh, that aside... We we seem to run into the same kind of, I don't know if moral panic's the right word. There's a lot of angst around Halloween these days. And maybe it stems from just our general kind of angst about kids being out and about and on their own and, and doing things and having fun and taking risks. Can't have that. When it comes to Halloween, and there's one question that seems to come up each year, how old is too old when it comes to trick-or-treating? And I know we hear from folks and, uh, you know, they, they get upset. I had a bunch of uh, 17-year-olds show up at my door. You know, what the hell are they doing? They find better things to do. You don't need to be out trick-or-treating when you're 17. And you know, people are entitled to their, their opinion. Uh, if a bunch of kids show up at your door and they're trick-or-treating and they're old enough to have facial hair, and don't give them any candy if you don't want to. But do we really need the, the government policing this? Look, I got two kids. One's 15, one's 12. 15-year-old. Yeah, she's done with Halloween. She'll still dress up for school. She likes handing out candy to the kids, but no, she's not interested in trick-or-treating anymore. My 12-year-old very much is. Him and his buddies will be out this Halloween. They'll probably be out again uh, trick-or-treating next Halloween, if they want. Well, a story this week about a town in Virginia that has decided that 12 is the upper limit when it comes to trick-or-treating. And they've got some pretty harsh penalties for any... 13 or 14-year-olds who are inclined to, to roam the neighborhood looking for candy. Now, joining us uh, for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome back to the program our friend Lenore Skenazy, founder of the Free Range Kids Movement, chairman of the Let Grow Foundation, letgrow.org. Lenore, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Halloween, it's... Uh, Halloween. You guys, you guys do Halloween like we do Halloween, right? Well, we have to bundle up a little bit more, but otherwise it's pretty much the, pretty much <laughs> the same thing. Bundle up a little more all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes my idea. I like the idea of putting uh, Halloween at the beginning of October, but that's, uh, you know, that's a weather thing. Anyway. How about June? <laughs> I'd, I'd be for that, too. Absolutely. Um, but, we, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always something every year. I mean, you, you always have no shortage of, of topics to, to write about, yeah. to, to get angry about as it pertains to yeah. Halloween. Constantly angry. Right. Well, Halloween, I, I consider the test market for any crazy new idea that um, we're going to sort of float. And if people believe it on Halloween, then we'll sort of expand it to the rest of the year. That's how we got the, even when I was growing up, people were afraid of uh, poison in candy. And uh, I don't know if you know the sociologist Joel Best at the University of Delaware. He did a study of whether, you know, how many, trying to find out how many kids had been poisoned by a stranger's Halloween on candy. And he did it by going back to newspapers back to the 1950s and looking at newspapers from November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in all of the major markets because obviously if a child was poisoned by somebody's candy and died, there would be a story. So how many kids have, have been poisoned and died from Halloween candy given to them by a stranger? Um, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think if I you know, sort of went with what we assume, what must be true because of all the stories. I would say it's, you know, it's in the hundreds, but I'm I'm guessing that it's a lot closer to zero. It is, in fact, exactly zero. (laughs) (laughs) You are are right there on the button. 
So, uh, and yet that one has spawned an entire industry of people saying never take any candy that's, you know, homemade, as if anybody makes candy. Never take an apple as if a kid would eat an apple. And never take anything that looks tampered, which I think the parents go and tamper with the candy. <laughs> and then say, oh, honey, I'll just eat this Snickers for you. Really, it's, it's for your sake. But that's just one of the weird ideas that we have on Halloween that somehow our neighbors who we trust and say hello to the rest of the year and wave and, you know, uh, maybe help mow the lawn and whatever, uh, suddenly turn into, uh, you know, uh, crazed psychopaths on October 31 and decide to poison all the local kids. So if you look at it for one second, it's crazy. I mean, even, even the idea of poisoning them, you don't get any fun poisoning a kid if they're not in front of you dying. I mean, they're going to take the candy home. They might die five weeks later. It's right. like, you know, if they got a lot of candy and they're finally getting down to your Snickers bar. So, so it makes no sense, but we love to fear it. And the most recent egregious uh, idea to bubble up uh, in, in the terms Halloween is this idea that any child over age 12 who is trick-or-treating is somehow doing something so evil or so bad or so wrong that they should not be allowed. So the the piece I was writing about uh, yesterday or the day before is a, a, a law in Chesapeake, Virginia, and I will sit down at my computer and read it out loud to you. If any person over the age of 12 years, don't you just hate over years, 12 years. You don't say 12 years. You can say over the age of 12, and we yeah, get it. I think we'll over know the age of 12 yeah, exactly. years. And, and, and speaking of legal language, listen to this. Shall engage in the activity commonly known as trick or treat. I mean, take the stick out. <laughs> or any other activities of similar character or nature under any name whatsoever. He or she shall be guilty of a misdemeanor and shall be punished by a fine of not less than 25 nor more than $100 or, okay, $100. That's pretty crazy. But, or by confinement in jail for not more than six months or both, uh, the fine wow. and the jail time. So, and then, by the way, if you're out, if, even if you're a cute little kid and you're trick-or-treating, but you're out after 8 p.m., that is punishable by a fine of not less than $10 or more than 100 or by confinement in jail for not more than 30 days. So your little trick-or-treater is so excited, it gets to be 8.30, and he's still out, you know, trying to get that last um, Tootsie Pop. <laughs> and 30 days in the slammer, kid. I mean, th these these laws... I, I don't, not only do they not make sense because they're ridiculous, I, I don't think that you can make a law that says a child who's 13 years old can't go around the neighborhood and ring people's doorbells. Oh you God. know, if the people don't want to answer, they don't have to answer. If you don't want to give them candy, you don't have to give them candy. But this is called freedom. And the freedom to walk around your neighborhood should be inviolate. And the idea that this could be taken away because Halloween is so crazy or kids are so terrible or danger looms so large, uh, you know, that's just an, an easy sort of wedge into taking away freedom of children or the freedom of parents to let their children go outside. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's yeah, – where, where's, where's the ideal spot here for kids? Because it seems like if they're too young, then, well, you got to make sure parents are right. with them and they shouldn't be out too late. And now if they're too old, they shouldn't be out at all. It's kind of like we're saying – First of all, like that, right, that, that nothing is – I mean, really, first of all, how many regulations do you need for a holiday? This is a holiday. People get to celebrate. If you don't want to celebrate, you close the lights and you don't answer the door. Or you go to, uh, you know, some kind of, just elsewhere. There's no reason. They're not doing anything terrible. I mean, there are already laws against 
uh, vandalism, you know, if they're smashing pumpkins or throwing eggs on your car, that is against the law. Yeah. But simply ringing your neighbor's doorbell, there's there's nothing that should be illegal about it. And I don't want to give the government the power to say my kid can't be out at 830, but they can be out at 759. Says who? That's not up to somebody else. That's just crazy. And and what I wanted to say is that all of this is, is sort of predicated on the idea that Halloween is scary. It's almost like the adults got afraid of Halloween. And so they come up with these elaborate scenarios some towns they don't let you trick-or-treat until the weekend some towns instead of having trick-or-treat they have trunk or treat have you heard of trunk or treat yeah that's where they just get a bunch of cars together in a field and you just kind of go trunk to trunk instead of door to door right trunk to trunk. <laughs> right uh, you know if anything you want kids getting used to like going up to people's trunks it's just sort of so wild weird, but yeah. the the um the, they're always uh, advertised as a safe alternative to Halloween as if there's something unsafe about Halloween and as if something has to be organized as opposed to spontaneous, as opposed to communal. And, and by pretending that just going from car to car, getting candy and then candy and then candy and you're done in five minutes is the same activity as going around your neighborhood and getting to know the people and getting brave enough to ring the doorbell and getting tired because you keep going further because you're so incentivized by the candy. The whole idea of Halloween is an exercise in like practicing adulthood. You're, you're, you're dressed up like a grown up and you're going outside at nighttime like a grown up and you have to, you're in sales. <laughs> like a grown -up. You have to get something to give you something. And, and all of that is, is just e evaporated it's it, the holiday is eviscerated when it pretends when we pretend when adults pretend that the holiday is only about candy candy is central to it but it's not the excitement of being outside at night dressed up like a, a princess or a witch or a robot and getting to know getting to be part of the real world so we have this one day of the year that we give kids a chance to finally feel like a grown-up and even that we've taken away from them they have to have a the babysitter with them by the time they are a little bit grown up they're not allowed out they're only allowed till eight o'clock so they barely get a chance to taste what it's like to be out at night it's 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 taking away a real turning point in a kid's life and making it about here's some candy you should be satisfied shut up and I guess there's, there's the unintended consequences of this kind of policy, too, as one of our listeners texted in to say, if the teens aren't trick-or-treating, what are they going to be doing? Vandalizing things, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> partying? So if we're telling them don't trick-or-treat, it's pretty naive to think that they're just going to be at home tucked into bed. Yeah, I mean, there's so many unintended consequences of this. The other thing is that, you know, what makes kids safe? Kids are safe when they have some confidence and when they have some street smarts. Mm -hmm. And if we keep taking away all their opportunities to to look around, to to deal with people that maybe scare them a little, to determine whether they want to go into the, you know, the haunted house or not, it's it, you're not letting kids develop. You are leaving them stunted and and you're pretending that it's for their safety maybe you believe it's for their safety because you don't want them to have to ring the doorbell or you don't want them to have to you know go trick-or-treating without mom creeping along behind them in the car to make sure that they're not snatched into the house but really a, a safe kid is a kid who has some wherewithal and you, you develop wherewithal by doing some things in the world not by being taken from house to house by your mom
Man, it's bizarre. Uh, much more at letgrow.org. Uh, Lenore, great talking to you as always. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Oh, thanks a lot, and happy Halloween. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.